Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Oh, hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am so excited because I am going to sneak peek and bring you into my other world. I have a podcast called Live Life Happy, and it's a podcast that's devoted to highlighting books. And I suck out all the actionable nuggets uh, of these books of these amazing authors that share their hard-earned knowledge. And I thought the book that I highlighted this week is so fantastic in that it really does relate to us if we uh, have gone through the turmoil or the struggle or are going through it currently of loving someone with an addiction. So I thought this week it would be a great opportunity just to suck in my content of highlighting this book that I highlighted this week for my other podcast and bring it here for you at the Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction podcast, because there is so many amazing actionable nuggets and tidbits within this book that will really, really help you. And I know it's helped me as well. And it's actually one of the sections within my book, Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. It's all about this idea of forgiveness. Now, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) We do not want to condone behavior. We do not feel like we can forgive sometimes. Like it just feels like, oh my gosh, like Andrea, how are you talking about forgiveness right now? But it's not what you think. You're going to look at forgiveness in a whole different light. And this book that I highlighted is all about the idea of forgiveness, but forgiveness not at all being for someone else. Entirely, it's being, it is for you. Forgiveness kind of has a negative connotation in that you're condoning behavior and you're letting someone off the hook, but you're going to really discover through this highlight that is not like that at all. Forgiveness is actually for you and it's a wonderful superpower and a choice that you can make in order to take back your power. So this book is so fantastic and it really does apply to us when we go through the struggle of loving someone with an addiction. So here we go. I'm going to suck in that other podcast for you today. And then next week we'll go back to the normal programming. Thank you so much. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm so excited because I highlighted such a great book and I know I say that every week, but I just love all these wonderful books. Obviously, there are so many wonderful actionable nuggets within these books. And this book that I highlight is kind of so interesting because it's close to my heart in so many ways. And the reality is, is that, you know what, when we are someone who, you know, we have been hurt or we might be holding on to some anger or resentment or thoughts of revenge even, Um, you sometimes embracing forgiveness is the only way for us to move forward. Now, I know what you're thinking, but how can we forgive someone who's done something so terrible to us and like, 
how is it that forgiveness is something that we can condone their behavior? And you know what? The reality is, is who hasn't been hurt by actions or words of other people, right? You know, perhaps it's a parent that's constantly criticizing you as you grew up, or maybe it's a colleague that sabotaged one of your projects, or, or maybe even you had a partner that hit a drug addiction. Who knows? There's some, you know what, there's been trauma maybe, or a traumatic experience in your life, or even just little mini experiences that left you feeling wounded. Now, these wounds can leave us in lasting suffering. They can leave us feeling angry and bitter and just even have vengeance. So perhaps maybe you've felt this yourself, right? That there's an injustice that's been caused and you don't feel like you, you get stuck in that feeling of suffering and, and annoyance. Now, can you think of that? Can you think of a situation that you're really feeling, you know, annoyed by, or you've been wronged, or do you have any of those grievance stories in your life? So you are going to have a whole new perspective on the idea of forgiving after this podcast episode. So the book that I highlighted is called Forgive for Good. It's a proven prescription for health and happiness by Dr. Fred Luskin. And there's my little puppy. He is barking at the door saying, Andrea, let me in. I want to be on the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, so this book is all about the idea of holding a grudge can actually be hazardous to your health. And I love this book because Fred um, Luskin actually does take us through the background and the history of what is forgiveness and what are grievance stories and what is the scientific research about forgiveness? And then what is forgiveness training? So we're going to get into all of that. You're going to love this book. You're going to get so much out of it. There's many, many actionable nuggets. I've already been applying it to my own life after reading this book. And I think I'm going to have to let this dog in or else she is just going to keep barking at the door for us today. Okay. So now let's continue. So in this book, Forgive for Good, Dr. Luskin does talk all about how suffering is a choice. So painful experiences are going to happen into our life. Painful things will happen. We will have things that are going on that, you know, create that, those emotions that really do make us feel not so great maybe angry and vengeful and disappointed and painful experiences are going to happen. And the reality is though, is we have a choice that the suffering around those painful situations are actually optional. We don't have to suffer from these, these episodes and these experiences and things that have happened to us in the past or situations that, you know, wish we went a different way. So, you know, when we have this idea, this principle that we have been injustice in some way, or someone has caused us pain, uh, we really can get stuck in that suffering. But if we if we don't practice forgiveness, that we might just, you know, we might pay dearly for it. And his whole argument in this book is he's really making a case for how powerful forgiveness is and how we can use it for ourselves uh, to really help us on so many levels that actually holding grudges and holding on to resentment and anger is actually really bad for our health. And it causes, you know, so much turmoil and further suffering. So forgiveness is the key here. It's all about us make having the choice 
of forgiving and believing that we, if we can learn forgiveness and we can forgive the hurts and the grudges of our life, that is a really important step for us to feel more hopeful. It's an important step for us to feel more spiritually connected. And also it helps us to feel less depressed. So he walks us through these wonderful steps. And this whole book is based on scientific research. This book really offers this new insight into the healing powers and the medical benefits of forgiveness. And there are, there are medical benefits. There's actually proven science that forgiveness is actually better for our health than holding on to those grudges and that anger. So he walks us through the idea that we can forgive for good and that he is actually Fred uh, Luskin. He's a PhD and he's the world's leading researcher and teacher on the subject of forgiveness. So we're in good hands here. This book is um, incredible. He's also the director of the Stanford Forgiveness Project, and it's a series of research projects that really investigates forgiveness methods. And what's great is that all those methods are included in this book. So you're going to walk away some actionable tools. He also offers um, steps in forgiveness, and this method really makes it possible for us to move beyond feeling and being a victim to the life of, you know, to a life that's more with more improved health and happiness and contentment and peace. And so I love this book for so many reasons. So we can move beyond hatred, move beyond anger, resentment, and grudges. He also talks a lot about science. He talks about um, that pain is unavoidable in life, but suffering, that's another story. The pain that has been caused by other people and the suffering that often follows is our reaction to what others have done to us. So suffering, therefore, is workable. That's the great news. There's always great news, right? That's the great news, that suffering is workable. Suffering can even be uh, optional. So forgiveness is one of those things that it's a response um, of many that we can choose from that how we respond to hurt. So forgiveness is one of the responses that we can choose when we are hurt. So if we're feeling hurt, forgiveness is one of the options for us. And it's a skill that we can learn. So this book is basically divided into three parts. So he talks about this idea of creating grievance and our grievance story. And then he talks about the science of forgiveness. And then he also talks about actual forgiveness techniques uh, that we can use. And so let's jump into that. So the first part of his book, he talks about grievance stories. So this is what we do when we've gone through pretty much, you know, um, behind so much of the pain and suffering and the loss in our lives is the story that we tell ourselves. So you know, maybe we explain how we've been mistreated and we feel like we have to stick up for ourselves or defend ourselves, or we, we take things personally. And as Luskin clearly and cleverly puts it, he says, it's renting too much space to disappointment is literally renting too much space in our brain. So we exaggerate how much we've been offended. We exaggerate how much maybe we've been offended by a parent, by a friend, by a boss or a mate, whatever it is. Then we blame everything on that person um, and we blame them for that pain. We blame them for, um, for causing that pain in our life. And so we not only take things personally and we exaggerate 
exaggerate our offense to it, we also blame the other person for the nature of the pain that we're feeling. And we do that over a long period of time. And so what he's saying is by dwelling on our wounds, we're giving them power over us. By dwelling on that grievance, that grievance story that we stick with and we play over and over in our head, we it can actually lead to the stress response to, you know, serious physical, mental, and spiritual problems. So this grievance story actually keeps us hurt for a long time. It keeps that hurt alive is how he put it in his book for a long time. So this idea here is we actually, we need to realize that we have grievance stories coming in, that this grievance is actually causing more suffering in our lives that we need to necessarily be feeling and experiencing. So he talks about how it's an exaggerated taking of personal offense. That's how we start to formulate a grievance story. We exaggerate it, that the taking a personal offense. He also said the other thing we do is we blame the offender for how we feel. We're blaming someone else for how we're feeling. And then the third thing he talks about is that's how we create. We create this grievance story that we say and talk about over and over again. And so... What he's suggesting is that instead of playing these tapes over and over in our head, he recommends that we use forgiveness as a technique that is really designed to help us so that we can take hurt less personally. So we can assume responsibility for our own, for how we feel and become a hero instead of a victim in our story that we tell. So do you have a grievance story? What's your grievance story? Kind of re uh, revisit that internal wound just briefly, right? We don't want to go back there long, but what story do you keep telling? What story do you keep going back to that annoyance or when you feel like you've been wronged? I really encourage you, even if you have to pause this, just to write down a brief summary of the experience and how you explain it and kind of examine how when you think about it, how it makes you feel, right? In this situation today. So it's something that happened to you in the past and notice how revisiting that internal wound today makes you feel. Notice where you feel it in your body. Notice the um, what happens, like the stress response perhaps, or notice what comes up for you. So don't stay there too long. We're going to move forward, but it's really interesting just to delve into like, you know, what are your grievance stories? You know, have you, were you so frustrated by, you know, maybe your sister-in-law got upset because you bought used couches and they weren't up to her standards. And you're like, what? How can she like say that when it's like, you know what, like I'm a single mom with like, you know, one income. It's like, these, these are the couches I could afford. <laughs> anyway, so everyone has, you know, we have these stories that we tell ourselves that we need to like change the channel and we need to move ourselves away from. So what are your, what's your grievance story? And there could be more than one. And I bet you there are, right? As we experience life, we, we formulate these stories. Our minds are our story-making minds. Okay, so the next part in his book, he talked all about forgiveness in scientific research. And now the science of forgiveness consists of numerous rigorously conducted studies on physical and mental as well as emotional benefits that flow from forgiveness. So there's numerous studies that really back the idea that it enhances our, our, when we enhance uh, our forgiveness, it really brings us to a place of like, you know, appreciation of gratitude 
gratitude and faith and care, and it brings us to a more peaceful place, and it has a very positive impact on our cardiovascular system, but also our whole entire nervous system. It really does. Many studies have shown that the anger and the hostility that comes from holding these grudges and holding our grievance story is actually very harmful to our bodies physically, as well as on our cardiovascular health. It's it's really incredible, the profound um, direct effect on our bodies. So people who have difficulty managing anger have higher rates of heart disease and they actually suffer more heart attacks. So the idea here too is that um, forgiveness and all the forgiveness studies do- uh, conducted by Dr. Luskin uh, really specifically prove that people who completed forgiveness training, they actually report a significant decrease in all their symptoms of stress. And we know all those symptoms of stress, right? There's so many and it's like in negative. I mean, sometimes you can get a rash even from stress. Our body becomes inflamed. So it really has shown that forgiveness is one of the proven tools that uh, when we can we practice forgiveness, that it can have a significant decrease on the, on the symptoms associated with stress. So isn't that incredible? Like there are so many um, studies that have shown this and that forgiveness training is powerful. Actually, Dr. Fred Leskin also conducted a study in Northern Ireland that showed those who received forgiveness training actually showed statistics statistically valid increase in physical vitality and well-being and a decrease in anger, stress, and grief. So that's huge, right? All right. So now I really want to bring up this whole idea now that he brings up in of forgiveness and forgiveness training uh, within his book. I almost feel like, and we even talked about this in my book club that we had last night for the Flourishing Center, um, it's like the idea of forgiveness is you think that you're condoning a behavior. It's like, I forgive you for this. But what he's saying within his book is that forgiveness is actually not for the other person. It's over the years, it's created this wrong definition almost. And forgiveness is really for yourself. It's not condoning behavior. It's not letting um, someone get away with hurting you. That's not what forgiveness is. And it's almost like we need a different word for it. (laughs) So as we go through this forgiveness training, you're going to notice really fast that forgiveness is not about condoning other people's behavior. Like bad things happen in life, but we don't need to dwell on them. And so what he's recommending within his book is spending as much time searching out beauty, focusing on gratitude and and love in our lives, focusing just as much, if not more, spending more time searching out those things in our lives as, po- as opposed to nurturing our wounds. Um, so we, wa- we want to re- change the channel. The way he put it is he likens it to like a remote control that you're literally changing the channel. So you're moving from your grievance story, your grievance channel, and you're just switching the channel to, you know what, let's switch to gratitude channel. Let's switch to the beauty channel or nature, or let's switch to a love channel and think about things that we love or people that we love or situations that we've loved in the past or nature is so beautiful. So he does emphasize this idea of changing the channel. So it's spending more time 
uh, searching for searching out beauty and positive emotions and love and being in gratitude because it's really powerful. Um, so when you go into that grievance story, change the channel. We have control over that. And so during this forgiveness training, he's talking about, you know what, um, there's a series of things that we can do. And we, if we do them slowly and gradually, um, what we can do is we, we slowly allow ourselves to forgive and then we can actually start forgiving when we allow ourselves to, you know, move into this place that's of forgiveness. It's very peaceful and it's, it's, it's really empowering. Um, so it's not that you're letting the perpetrator off the hook. It's not about that at all. You're letting yourself off the hook. You're no longer, you know, taking that mental clutter of, and of grief and grievance and anger and frustration to take over your life. So he really talks about forgiveness, um, as being an option in the menu of choices that you can do and you, what you can do when you're responding to hurt. So forgiveness is one of the things that we can do. He really presents a variety of techniques. So some of them like, you know, for healing would be changing the channel, right? Um, I know for me, it's like, as soon as I'm like, I think about a thought of my, and I go into my grievance story, that's frustration. I go, okay, delete, delete, cancel, cancel, or power down, like switch it. It is not pretending bad things don't happen. It's not sticking your head in the sand and pretending it didn't happen. It's just choosing to take responsibility for how you're feeling in the moment. It's like, okay, that happened to me in the past. You know, right now I'm choosing to change the channel. So he, I love the way he put in his book is that forgiveness is really about, you know, um, taking ownership for your, you know, your hurt, um, and recognizing that, um, you know, you want to, you want to notice that as you walk your grievance story and practice through these forgiveness strategies, such as changing channels, you can notice your body and your, your feeling of peace. And it's so powerful. So, he does talk about this idea too of PERT, and I love that it's like an acronym P E R T. So it's positive emotion refocusing technique. So in positive psychology, right, we try to increase the ratio of positive emotions to, to negative emotions. So you want to increase, make those positive emotions more heavy and sticky in your life and focusing on positive emotions. That's basically what this is. So it's positive emotion refocusing technique. And what you do is when you start going into your grievance story, you just do things that will shift you and refocus to more positive emotions. So um, what you can do is do the channel changing, right? Turn the channel to that, you know, beauty channel or the gratitude channel or the love channel. He also talked about the breathing technique of breathing in and as you take a deep breath in, saying the words in your mind softly, thank you right? Like, thank you for that breath or thank you for moving into a place of gratitude. And we know the scientific research of gratitude and appreciation is very powerful. And that shifts you to a more positive, peaceful place. He also talked about um, a strategy of 
knowing and we we take responsibility, taking of responsibility for how we feel in the moment. And that is huge, right? And so what you want to do is adopt these things like PERT, like positive emotion refocusing. You want to take responsibility for how you feel. Notice the good things in your life. Um, change the channel routine, right? The remote control thing. Um, also the breath of thanks and Another thing that he talks about in his book, which is so powerful, is this idea of recognizing these unenforceable rules. And now I, don't, I know what you're thinking, like, what? Unenforceable rules? What are those? Anytime, this is so, it's almost like his analogy in his book was like a police officer that's not able to give tickets and everybody's speeding by him. It's like, think about how frustrating that would be. Is like, it's un, if there were rules that are unenforceable, it, it becomes frustrating, right? And so one of his things that he talks about is anytime that you are upset with the actions of someone else, so anytime you're upset with what someone else is doing, or you felt like you've been wronged or someone else is, you know, is doing something not, it's not going your way and you're upset about it, you're probably trying to enforce an unenforceable rule that you've created. So you're kind of demanding this change. And it's so interesting, right? If you think about any time you've been hurt or you're disappointed or you're, you're, you know, you're not, you're, you feel like you've been wronged in some way, it's probably because you have an unenforceable rule. So like they should, my partner should never cheat on me right? It's like, that's a, that's an unenforceable rule because we don't have control over other people and they, they might cheat on you. So the reality is, is that that's when you feel hurt. So unenforceable rules are anytime you feel upset with the actions of someone else and, um, and you're trying to enforce those actions. So it could be, you know what, my partner must not lie to me or my past should have been different. You go into your past thing, I should have been different. And then that's an unenforceable rule. So then you're disappointed and you have this anger and frustration and grievance story. So that's interesting, right? So what his suggestion is during those things is when we have an unenforceable rule, first of all, recognizing when it's come up. But then second to that is looking at it as if more like a wish or a hope and rephrasing it. So he says like, you know, I hope or I wish that this would happen. So instead of demanding the way something should be, um, going to a place of, I hope that I could have someone faithful and loyal in my life, or I wish that I could have someone I could trust, or I'm hopeful that a trusting person will enter my life, things like that. So it's just a shift brings you to a more peaceful place is taking ownership. Um, and it brings you more peace in the moment, right? Or I wish my past could have been different, right? That's, uh, that's instead of my past should have been different. It's a very different feel as you can tell. Um, yeah. So he has so many tips within his book. And that's like the one thing here is that first of all, recognizing we need to take responsibility for how we feel when someone hurts us. 
And then the other idea here is that we need to change our grievance story to forgiveness story. And the idea here is to is restate your grievance story to make yourself a hero instead of a victim. And so what you might do is just talk about how, you know, how you can move forward. Like what are your positive intentions moving forward from this? How can you learn from the experience? You know, what have you learned? So it's changing your grievance story to a story where you're the hero instead of the victim. And I love that suggestion within his book. And he also says, practice telling your positive intention story um, as a hero, right? So instead of having your grievance story, think about a positive intention story and practice it. And then he also talked about this bonus method, which he called HEAL, the acronym H-E-A-L. And it's about creating statements. So a hope, what's your new hope statement? Um, instead of having those enforceable rules, it's like, okay, I hope that type thing. And um, in that way, um, you, can, you can move forward. He also talked about, like, if you think about what did you want in a situation that, that hurts you, that's your hope statement. And then he talked about this idea of, um, so H stands for hope, hope statement. And then he talked about the E stands for educate statement. So that's almost like, even though this happened, I understand that fill in the blank. So it's, is educating yourself to the possibility of, even though this happened, I understand, like, it's almost like the truth of it. The educate yourself on that. That's a statement you make too. And then turn them into affirmations, your positive intention story, affirm what it is that you want moving forward and you as a hero. And then he also talked about the L stands for long-term. So making a long-term commitment to uh, like, you know, make it a statement. I make a long-term commitment to, you know, for me, it's like delete the grievance story. It's like cancel, cancel, cancel. It's like, okay, positive intention story or change the channel, catch myself when I go into my grievance story and, and see, see how I can not take things as personally and understand that, you know what, I can't control other people. I can't control other people's decisions. Um, and it's really empowering. It brings to you to a place of peace. So that's it. There's so many things that happen to us when we, you know, are going through life that seem unforgivable, but the pain and the, of this personal betrayal by maybe a loved one or a spouse or a trusted friend or a business partner uh, or coworker, whoever, right? The act of betrayal actually causes pain, but the memory of that betrayal, it lingers and it forms grudges and painful wounds that they don't seem to heal. And they leave us feeling really emotionally and psychically scarred. So forgive the good. This book is such a practical, wonderful book that helps us walk step-by-step through the healing process. That's going to help us get relief from this suffering. So forgiveness is that practice of extending your moments of peacefulness. Forgiveness is a shift away from pain. It's actually a shift that is empowering and it brings us power from knowing that these past injuries, you know, they don't have to hurt us today. So forgiveness is about you, not anybody else. It's about, and it's available to us anytime, any place, and, and, and we are under the control of it. So 
That's it, my friends. This book was so good. Forgive the Good, A Proven Prescription for Health and Happiness by Dr. Fred Luskin. I got so much out of this book. I hope you did as well. And I'm so thankful for you guys being here. I've got another great book for you next week. So make sure you hit subscribe. And if you haven't written a review, I mean, I would love for you to do that. It means so much. I read those reviews. It means the world to me. And I really, it does help other people find the show as well. So it helps grow the show. So thank you guys so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at andreasidel.com where we have a wonderful supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.